This is Dance Talk Radio, brought to you by PhiladelphiaDance.org, your one-stop spot for everything dance in Philly. I am your host, Charles Tyson Jr., and I am tickled pink to be sitting with today's guest. She is a fabulous performer and choreographer and an all-around delightful human being, and I have been wanting to sit and chat with her for a minute. The wonderful Jessica Warshall-King is in the house. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Charles. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I've been looking forward to sitting and chit-chatting with you. It's been too long. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So actually, maybe you can help me with this because I was sitting and trying to figure out when we met. And every time I thought I came up with the moment, I then remembered a time before that. (laughs) Right, right. So I was like, okay, uh, Kunyong, no. Nora Gibbs, no. Et cetera, no. When when did we meet? (laughs) Yeah, I think actually, I don't remember the date, but I think it was a fringe. Um, And because I remember we went out out afterwards and I was like, oh, it's Charles Tyson. I get to talk to him. Ah." Um. And it was early in my time in Philly. So I was like so starstruck. Um, but I think it was a fringe and I think it was Michael Roberts, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Oh, I think it was Michael that. Roberts who made the connection. Um, and the performance was at the CEC. Right. Because we went out for drinks at like a bar really close, like across the street. And we had margaritas. That sounds right. Oh, then that was probably uh, 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 Zocalo. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I was just like, Okay. So I knew there was a CEC connection. I knew there had to be. Yeah. 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 I was like, I get to hang out with cool people and dancers. (laughs) And then it was like (laughs) you were just- Right. And then you were just part of the the fabric of my existence, which made me happy. Because, you know, I was always in the CEC office- dealing with etc and whatever and you were just floating in and out because you were doing this and doing that and i was always like what a magical space that was i know i mean it's still there (laughs) terry right right absolutely but and then it's still a magical space but um i just remember it being such a such a cornerstone for my own professional journey and feeling accepted and welcomed into the philadelphia dance community and i know i'm not alone in that being a um sort of threshold to to cross and be welcomed into. I feel like for, if not all of us, most of us, um, like I, I've said many times, you know, the collective energy collected in that building mm-hmm. of the creative forces that have come through, like anybody who's anybody has, has performed at the CEC at some point <laughs> or another in some capacity or another. Yeah, yeah. And like really lived in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something so special about being in that bottom dressing room yes. with everybody. And that just yes. that like that vibe and the the um the need to be paying attention to things that were happening upstairs, but also wanting to get to know each other and connect and network and what are you doing and where are you from? And oh I know these ten people that you know no, wait, six uh-huh. degrees of separation all over the uh-huh. place and um Right. And that just happened, whether I remember rehearsing there with Nora and then the capoeira dudes would come down and we'd be like hanging out in the hallway for 15 minutes, just right. chilling and vibing and <laughs> such a magical space where that could happen. Indeed. And it's funny you said uh, paying attention to what's going on upstairs. Now I'm just picturing like because you could hear every footstep on the stage above your head. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like, oh, it's that part. Let me get this. Let me get this shirt on. <laughs> right, right. Now in that places, it's. <laughs> Who needs a stage manager right, when you can just hear the show? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Videos. What backstage mics? What no? <laughs> right. Yeah. I. Yeah. That we always used the force when we did shows. There, it's like stage. And manager. it was powerful. It was. It was well, powerful, and it was real. The most you would get would be someone like taking two steps in front of the the, the tech booth window and going, thumbs up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay, that's my go, I guess. <laughs> We're ready. We're ready. So 
since we're on the subject, let's talk about all the things that you've done uh, both at the CEC and around the city. Um, you mentioned Nora Gibson. Mm-hmm. Um, you worked with her extensively. I did. Yes. Um, I performed with her for about nine years. Nine years? Seven years? I don't know. A long time. Wow. Was it that time. long? I I was very impressed by her mind. Right. You know, um, I remember she she workshopped a lot of what ended up being her residency work through etc. Mm-hmm. And seeing all of the separate chunks, I was like, what is this woman doing? Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, there was a piece where, like, um, for seven minutes, she stacked office boxes from one place to another f- in slow motion. Mm-hmm. And first of all, it was fascinating. It just was. But at the same time, it's like. And then when I saw her residency work, I saw all of those pieces stitched together and it made perfect sense. And I was like, OK, you're brilliant. You're just brilliant. <laughs> right. And to, to what a joy to be able to have, et cetera, to go through that process and to be able to witness that journey from boxes to four dancers on the stage with no boxes. And um, really, I'm really grateful for the, for all the opportunities in Philly to be able to workshop those pieces and to, and to be able to get the feedback from an audience because we learn so much in performance and from practicing performance and, and having that opportunity to, um, to be vulnerable in front of an audience in a way mm. that you don't get to be vulnerable in front of us in just in the studio with yourself. Um, right. And also Nora's performance just like totally drew you in. It did. I I think I might've seen it twice. <laughs> 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 and that was uh, my first time seeing you in the role of ballerina. I was like, Oh, okay. Multifaceted. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That was such a, a really beautiful experience when she was like, that's just another prop. Put him back on. <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, maybe not, but okay. <laughs> that's a way of looking at it. <laughs> right. Um, sure. Still start prop too. Um, but yeah, I really, I really was grateful for the push that she um, forced me to relook at ballet and how it influenced me and how I wanted it to continue in, to influence me and be a voice inside of my understanding of the concert dance canon, really. Right. Yeah. And then the next step I remember for you was you uh, became a company member for Kunyang. And mm-hmm. that just seemed like a natural progression in my eyes, just because of you know, well, A, your, your, your technical skills, but your energy seemed like it would be a perfect fit for his. Thank you. And that's a huge compliment. Thank you. Well, of course. And I, and you, but you also, I also saw this fierceness come out of you when you performed for him that I knew was there, but hadn't seen before. Thank you. And I was like, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) it was the piece. Um, I call it the chess piece mm-hmm. um, at the Mandel and like, just like we were vocalizing and like just the dynamics of that work. I was like, okay, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> I see you girl. <laughs> Talk to me about your experience working with him in that company. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, again, such a, such a compliment to, um, to be seen in in that way and through the lens of, of KYLD. Um, going back to one, yeah, it was it one one gifts from afar was the, that performance and, and the piece itself was called one. But yes, chess, chess and um, the ability to negotiate tension. I think there was some political tension happening at the time. There's always political tension happening, but um, mm. it was really neat for me to investigate tension uh, through the lens of something that was metaphorical. Mm. And so using chess as this opportunity to compete 
but compete in an intelligent way and in a thoughtful way and in a reflective way. Um, and then translate that into what does that look like into movement? How does that resonate between people on stage? How does that translate uh, in the rehearsal process? Does it translate? Can it translate? Um, how do we negotiate tensions inside of the rehearsal process in order to move forward to a, an ultimate goal together mm. that is successful um, and is receptive and readable? Um, and so that was... Yeah, one was, one is a really incredible piece. Um, and I think so much of Kun Young's work, as I experienced it, was about that, that tension and finding the, the opportunities to release and also lean into tension. Mm. Um, and finding how far you could push that tension. And he, Kun Young was always pushing, pushing, pushing us pushing me further to, to push that tension, like how far you always think that the rubber band's going to stretch and that can go a little bit further and a little bit further right. or snap and go a little bit further and a little bit further. And he was always pushing our limits on, on our own little individual rubber bands. Um, and then also the power, when you pull it as far as you think you can, the power that happens when you release that and that's yeah. that snap happens. And then that exhale of, almost like, um, again, super metaphorical, but a phoenix, you know, a phoenix explodes, burns, and then there's these ashes that then can create something new and from, from what was learned. Right. And I imagine that, you know, after the snap and, you know, the vibrations have settled, then you have that moment of realizing what you are capable of. Absolutely. Right. You know, learning about yourself, learning what you, you, more that you could do that you had, you wouldn't have known otherwise. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's so much about what K KYLD's mission has been about is mentorship and teaching and training and not just the technical training, but the, the training of the whole person, the individual. And sometimes those lessons are a lot harder than we want them to be. <laughs> wow. wow. As in dance, as in life. Right. If it's easy, it's not really learning, is it? True. True. <laughs> True. Nice. And you started um, finding your own choreographic voice. I see you wearing your merch, your JCWK Dance yeah. Lab merch. Yeah. Um, so talk to me about the, the, the path towards creating a company. Because I remember you, um, you premiered a few works in et cetera um, mm -hmm. under your own name. Mm-hmm. And then again, um, having the company felt like a natural progression. Talk to me about that a little bit. How would you describe your your work and your your mission, like your artistic statement, as it were? Sure, absolutely. Um, so now we're in twenty twenty three, which is a huge jump from one immortal game, which I think was probably ten years ago. Um, Don't do math. Uh, no, I mean, I just just want to acknowledge that there's so much happening. It's easy to say, oh, this is what JCWK Dance Lab is now, and here's the natural drum, but to really honor the time, yeah. that the, the time and that learning that that takes place um, in those those hard spaces when the rubber band's ready to snap. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so pre-pandemic, um, I've... One of the reasons why I really resonated with KYLD was my interest in social justice and mm -hmm. looking at the ways that dance can inform um, social justice and talk about social justice in a way that is non-combative um, and reflective. And um, not that there's anything wrong with being combative. There's a need for that. There's a need for loud voices. There's a need for... Um, energy, there's, there's a need for all of those things in, in conversation. Um, but that's not my personality. And so mm. I appreciated that, um, Kunyang often took a very reflective and metaphorical approach when he talked about social justice. Um, we, we, when we did home South Ninth street, we used chairs just as a representation of, of home. Um, so 
as I was doing my own research and exploring things that were meaningful to me, um, I started being commissioned to do creative placemaking workshops in and around the area. Um, and so I think the difference between something that's site specific and creative placemaking is that focus on social justice, um, or I like to say nonviolent positive social change, um, mm. because social justice has a lot of connotations in and of itself. Um, and for me as who I am and as with my background, I prefer to say nonviolent positive social change because I don't always know that I'm capable of having the conversations that are necessary in order to push agendas forward. I can provide space and I can provide support. Um, but for me, the reflection is really important part of nonviolent positive social change. Um, and social change, I think, ultimately will inform social justice. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a, a component of education. There's a, a component of, of reflection that um, that I value. Not saying that it's wrong or right. There are a lot of different places for everything. But well, I look at it as there's you look at it as the two sides of the door. Mm. So on one side of the door is you know where you're trying to get. Mm-hmm. So you need the people that are there to yell and scream and like bang on the door. But then you also need the people that can sit and have the conversations once you made your way in. Wow. That's beautiful. You know what I mean? So that's you, really you need both of those because that's one beautiful. isn't necessarily going to work for both. It's true. True. And actually neither are going to work without each other, right? Exactly. Cool. Thank you. I miss talking with you. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is why that first night we just stayed at the bar for a really long time. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's why I don't remember the first time I met you. (laughs) Pieces coming together. (laughs) I'm sorry. I interrupted. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, I love it. Um, Okay, let's get back on topic. Um, So I was uh, doing... I was being commissioned to do um, creative placemaking work outside of outside of my hometown, and so um, back up. Let's jump back even even before I was in in Philly. I grew up in Berks County, and I was told at the time, "There's dance doesn't happen here. If you want to dance, you want to be a professional dancer, you have to go to a big city. You have to leave. You have to yeah, go, 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 get out of here." And so I did. Um, I listened. And I loved it, loved being in Philly. But as I was being pulled outside of Philly and I kept asking, well, these are, these are rural areas. These are not huge metropolitan places. Um, or if they are, they're, they're not as vibrant in terms of the dance community as Philly is. Why, why am I being pulled outside of the city? Um, and then I kept asking myself, why can't I go home? Can I do the work that I and being called to do and being invited to do um, in my hometown. Why can't I do that? And that became a, another, a, a source of tension for me because, because I wanted to have a conversation with that 16 year old girl that said, you can do, you can do the things that you want and don't let anybody tell you that you can't. Okay. Um, so, so I thought, you know, maybe I'll, as I was getting commissioned, I, I should probably make this a thing because money, taxes, things like that. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had my child and in 2017 and I really wanted to provide, create the world in which I wanted him to live. Mm-hmm. And that meant being surrounded by family, being surrounded by a support system, um, not that that couldn't happen in Philly, but my, my family was in Berks County. Right. And so I wanted to kind of like dug my heels in the ground a little bit and said, if I want to have a conversation with 16 year old Jessica, if I want to have a conversation with 10 year old Tristan, um, I need to make this happen. And so let's, let's make this happen. Um, 
So initially the company was called the embodiment project because I didn't want it to be about me. I wanted it to be about the people around me. Um, But because it's a thing in modern dance to name companies after yourself. um, And every, I would say the embodiment project and people were like, who's that? What? Um, And so I didn't want to call it the Jessica Claire Warshall King project because that's really long. Um, And I still didn't want it to be about me. So JCWK Dance Lab, um, the lab references the the research, the the sort of scientific method behind the work that I'm doing, both in community um, and and through my choreographic process. So it is my choreographic process is very research intensive, and I do a lot of collaborations with uh, other disciplines, um, scientists and astronomers and um, I would say more non-dance researchers. So that's the lab, the lab part of it. And then JCWK, they're my initials, but they also stand for the mission of the company, which is to create joy, connection, and wellness through kinesthetic stories. Um, (laughs) So that's, that's what we do. And really in the past couple of years, um, you know, in some in some ways, I'm really grateful for the pandemic because I took it as an opportunity for deep research and development and to the people who have influenced me and what they did and how I would like to take the things I've learned from them and transplant it here. Um, and also, it gave me an opportunity to learn about what is here in Berks County and who is here. And um, there's actually a lot of dance here. In my research, there are over 20 studios that cater to the, you know, the, the two to 18 year old population. And then I kind of went, well, what happens after that? Right. Do all of those 16 year olds get told you have to leave? That's not fair. That's right. so sad because, and then I would be teaching in colleges and I'd have kids come up to me and be like, I thought when I graduated high school, I'd never dance again. And that broke my heart. Right. And then seeing, seeing grownups being like, oh. I loved when I was growing up, but I could just be free in the studio. Well, come on, friends. Let's make it happen. Exactly. Let's do it. And um, what I saw was that joy. People missed that joy of just moving and being, being embodied and connecting with themselves in a way that only happens through dance and only happens through movement and only happens through engaging your imagination and pretending that you're a piece of chess on a chessboard or, right. um, or a butterfly or, you know, whatever, all those cool things that we get to do when we're in class. Um, I remember doing an improvisation and, and the person who was leading us was talking about, and now your dinosaurs deep underneath the earth and your bones are, and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Any other person might. Yeah. It's, it's like esoteric, it's super heady, but if you allow yourself to drop into that and go with it and like just use your imagination, I mean, you know, I was a dinosaur with my four-year-old. Why why do I have to stop being, pretending that I'm a dinosaur? It's exactly. fun. It's silly. It's just silly. And we don't laugh enough in, in our society right now. We don't take that time to just play, right. to to engage in, in the joyful silliness of, I mean, we laugh at each other, but we don't laugh with each other and we don't laugh. We don't, um, we don't have that opportunity to just let our imaginations go and say, okay, right. Yeah. I'm going to put on a crown and pretend I'm a princess for five minutes as I do these port bras. Like it's, (laughs) it's not a huge (laughs) jump. It's not a whole huge leap, but just pretend you're a princess for five minutes and do a plie. It's cool. <laughs> you know, that, that should be part of everyone's daily routine, no matter who you are. <laughs> Pretend you're a princess for five minutes and do a plie. feel like we could save the world through plies. You know, that undercurve, we just learn to ride the wave of the undercurve and the overcurve. The world would be a better place. Exactly. For, for five minutes, all is well with the world. <laughs> just for five minutes, right? And isn't that what happens when you walk into the studio? I mean, like, there's a, there's a point where we get to, like, just after that transition of the things that you're bringing in and letting go. And it's like, right. Yeah. I've arrived in this moment. 
Right. How lucky. What a gift. I agree. And I was just thinking when you were talking about, you know, you're a dinosaur under the earth. And I was just thinking like, there's certain scenarios that can only be really interpreted properly by dancers. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like an engineer can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Right. And we need engineers. We need engineers to find ways that, you know, to to build the equipment so that we can visualize that stuff underneath the exactly. earth so that dancers can embody it. Exactly. See, synergy, it all works together. We all need each other. Yep. <laughs> so you mentioned, um, you touched on what you were, were going through with your work during the pandemic. Talk to me a little bit more about that. Um, how did the pandemic affect your, your artistry? Like, how did you weather that storm? Sure. Oh, Uh what a storm, right? Mm. Um, What a storm. So I, I dove into the, uh, the digital world. um, And I tried to explore the possibilities of zoom because I really appreciated that so many people were doing individual camera work and experimenting with cameras. But for me, the joy of dance is being a part of a community. Mm-hmm. And I miss that so much. Um, so we played with, uh, I don't know how successful it was, but we played with it. Um, we did a piece in 2001 called Harvest Moon that was a, a virtual piece. But the, I guided dancers through Zoom and we used the metaphor of the moon as a reflection. So Zoom is a reflection, moon is a reflection. Um, mm. the, the phases of the moon... We laughed because they were like, you know, the little glitches in Zoom where you were like, what? Are you still right. there? I know you're there. Um, I can't see you, Moon. I can't see you, friend. I can't see you, Moon. <laughs> I know you're there. I have to trust you're there. Um, you know, the, the, the deep power that the Moon has on our natural world and in terms of tides and flow and and the ways that we just needed to do that with within this, the pandemic and negotiate and ebb and flow with all of the different ways that we could find ways to be together. And mm. there was, there'd be rehearsal practice times when someone would be on zoom and we'd, I'd be on FaceTime with the other person and then there'd be, and mm. I'd have my iPad and it's just like, ah, we're making this work. Right. We're, we're going to make this work. We're going to bounce light off of each other. We're going to bounce vibrations off of each other. Um, so that was one way that we, we played with what was available to us um, in isolation. And the other thing that came out of that was the Greater Reading Area Dance Exchange. Um, and so this was totally inspired by PhiladelphiaDance.org and the Lehigh Valley Dance Exchange. Mm-hmm. And I'm total, I'm a total cheese ball because I was like, let's make the grade, G-R-A-D-E, Greater Reading Area Dance Exchange. We're gonna make the grade. <laughs> All right, okay, thank you for laughing at that. So cheesy. But it's um, cute. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Everybody, you know, when I say it like that, everybody starts laughing and I'm like, yes, joy. <laughs> Let's laugh. Um, and so what what I wanted to do with that is sort of be a clearinghouse for, for adult dancers in the Reading area, the Berks County area, in the way that PhiladelphiaDance.org you know, has this calendar of events and they have um the the directory of of who's who and what's what and um i I just philadelphia dance.org was such a a gift to me when i moved to the area because it can be really hard to find um to get i mean i don't know if it's so hard to find but it's so hard to internalize the courage to find Mm. the things that are out there and to take the initiative to look um, for the, for the people who are like-minded for the people who are like, like movers um, they exist. They totally exist, but oh, yeah. to navigate through all of the, the stuff and the other opportunities that are in any city, any place can be really challenging. And that takes a lot of courage to stand up and go to classes and to, to look for the classes and it takes time and, um, 
when I was in Philly, it was pre-social media. So philadelphiadance.org as a website was such a huge resource um, to be able to say, oh, I can, these are the things that are happening and I can apply to this. And um, so I, I wanted to offer that to the folks who were around here because I saw dancers who wanted to keep dancing, but didn't know where to go or didn't have the opportunity to drive to Philly three times a week to take class or, um, or didn't know that they were allowed to, you know, that, that takes another, a bit of courage to be able to make a commitment. Um, and to, you know, to go into a community that may or may not be yours. However, yours gets defined. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so, all of that to say, I've been deeply inspired by PhiladelphiaDance.org to, to really explore and say, hey, folks, like stuff's here. And so um, that became a Facebook page, part of my website. And also, so the Greater Reading Area Dance Exchange is an outreach program of JCWK Dance Lab. And it falls under the, the connection cornerstone of, of the, the mission of the company. Um, and so it's a Facebook page where I post everything that I can find. Oh, it's Caliente night. Oh, there's a contra dance thing. Oh, it's, there's dance happening here. Go. Um, the word dance is in it. It's going to be there. It's going to be there. Right. Right. Get moving. Um, especially now that we're, we're kind of coming out of that and we so need that social connection. We so need that, um, physical embodiment, that nonverbal communication that happens when you're in a room together with kind of no expectations, or at least you kind of know some of what the rules are, um, but right. you don't have to talk about it and it doesn't have, you can be awkward and it's fine. You can be excited and it's fine. You can groove to the music and it's fine. Yeah. All of those. And I feel like that's so valuable because in just two years time, I feel like we all, many of us forgot how to interact right. with each other. And, you know, for some people, those skills weren't that finely tuned anyway, (laughs) you know, and I feel like we're still relearning how to be back together. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the the studio provides the studio and I use that that term broadly, the the space of dance provides a sort of outline of rules where like, yes, you follow these are the steps that you do and you follow the instructor or you follow these pathways, but you don't have to talk about it and you don't have to think about it too much. And if everybody's moving at the same time, there's no judge. There's no time to judge. Right. Right. There, you, you, there's just not any time to think about it because, oh my gosh, I'm on, got to get back on the step. Right. Gotta fall back <laughs> I got to go to the left now. <laughs> right. Right. Um, <clears throat> and so it's a beautiful way that we get out of our heads and be with each other. Yeah, uh, because like going back to relearning how to uh, be together, again, those two years of isolation, you know, we spent all of our time um, online communicating. And because of all of the the things that were happening uh, in the world, we got very us versus them so much for so many reasons, many of them very valid reasons, right? Absolutely. but the nuance of interpersonal uh, communication and interaction wasn't present and dance is the perfect way to put that back. Yes. And I, I, that's, yeah, it's a very valuable thing. And I'm glad that uh, you were able to put that out there and reintroduce that both during and then after the pandemic. That's that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I don't know without the pandemic that that would have happened in the way that it did because I would have been out there dancing and moving and, and not taking a step back and sitting at my computer and doing the research. Right, <laughs> you wouldn't have had to think about it. Right, right. So... Thank you for that. Well, thank you. And it's so neat to see how in a, a smaller community, 
there's so much movement. And it, it kind of gives me excitement for other smaller communities out in out in our country. Like they can move together. They are moving together. And yeah. just like you said, that the way that we can learn nuances from being in a communal space moving together is so powerful. Change the world through plies. I should put that on a shirt. (laughs) There you go. Double check, make sure it's not already out there, then copyright it quickly. It might be. (laughs) Change the font and the color. No one will notice. Anyway. (laughs) So talk to me about what is next? What is coming up for for you, for JCWK? Thank you. Thank you. Um, so another thing that happened during the pandemic was we were all watching a lot of a lot of things, right? Mm. And we, um, my family and I were trying to pick things that we wouldn't normally choose. Mm. Um, one of those was a documentary on the creation of the universe. Okay. Right. And um, one of the astronomers in this saga said, you know, we are all stardust. And I kind of went, what if we treated each other like we were stardust? What if, what if, what if we just, instead of fighting and tearing each other down, we just kind of took a moment with the same awe and wonder that we all turn our eyes up to the night sky and feel small and feel connected. What if we treated each other like that? Hmm. And so that, that became the sort of multi-year campaign that started harvest moon. I was like, I can't approach the stars. What? I'll start with the moon. (laughs) 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 Right. Right. Um, so I, so that was Harvest Moon. That was the impetus between be, the impetus for Harvest Moon. And then during that time, serendipitously, um, I met composer Stephen Greco, Greco, who um, had also been thinking about astronomy and created an album based on celestial bodies. And so he and I spent a long time talking and dreaming. And I found a group of dancers in Berks County through, through my research, through time, through this exploration. And we um, completed this really incredible multimedia work called Dark Adaptations. And that was presented in April in, mm-hmm. um, at Alvernia University. And that was another cat- like big research project because it, looked at the science, the technology, engineering, art, and math. So getting all of the elements of STEAM together in one one comprehensive artistic experience was really exciting um, because there was also a a visual artist who contributed to the work, an astronomer who contributed to the work. And the the lab, the lab essence of JCWK Dance Lab really came into play in putting all of these pieces together as a... um, not just a STEAM education, um, science, technology, engineering, arts, and math, STEAM education, but the application of STEAM collaboration. And so we had such a good, we, the dancers and I had such a good time doing that. We're like, what's next? And uh, one of my dancers is like, my family's a bunch of um, theorists and scientists, and they really liked that. And so what's, a, what's the science of our next project? Um, and so I'm like, yes, okay. And that was the right question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in previous, you know, pre, pre-child, pre-grounding in Berks County, I'd been really interested in the relationship between our environmental bodies and our, um, our physical bodies. And I had created the piece that was inspired by horseshoe crabs. And people were like, oh, it's the horseshoe crab piece. Like, it's not just about horseshoe crabs. I don't see horseshoe crabs in the work. It's not about horseshoe crabs. <laughs> it's about... <laughs> It's about how this really small and significant thing is so important to our world. Um, and so the horseshoe crab itself, the little, little being in the ocean, um, 
but its blood is used in a lot of medical research and it's a keystone species for the, um, the, the Delaware Bay area. And then there are these birds that migrate from South America all the way up to Canada that depend on the horseshoe. Anyway, <sighs> research, 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 science. Um, the dance doesn't have to look like the research and that's fine. It's for me, it's about the process and then creating, being able to create something that's really interesting and beautiful, even if it doesn't look like what the impetus was. And so again, where are the horseshoe crabs on the stage? Well, it's not about the horseshoe crabs. It's about us reflecting on this, the insignificance of things that we, or, or the significance, excuse me, of things that we deem insignificant. Um, that's what it's really about. And so the horseshoe crabs are the, the methodology that I used right. and the medium that I researched, but you, know, you can research anything using that idea. Right. Did you do a portion of that piece at dance up when I was there? Or was it a different piece? I believe I remember seeing something or, or you were mentioning something about horseshoe crabs i'm remembering probably i made like eight pieces about horseshoe crabs <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of research about horseshoe crabs yeah and I, yeah but but all of that to say that i've been interested in the the using science as a um as an inspiration point um for a really long time to jump forward to now um, we are looking at, again, reemerging, coming back from, from where we've been in the past couple of years, and also uh, still thinking about Stardust and that we are all Stardust. But what I learned from that research is so much of our world, um, from, a, from a chemical composition standpoint, is the same as so many of the celestial bodies. So like our physical body is something like 86% the same as a star that's 17 billion light years away. Which makes sense. Right. It does, but we don't think about it that way. Um, mm -hmm. Or I didn't think about it that way. Like how Because cool. we're all so damn unique. <laughs> 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 um, but so the Stardust led me into this research into geology and our, our specific spot where we live. Um, and there's a, a lot of, nature centers and environmental centers and regeneration efforts that are happening specifically in Berks County. And so that's mm -hmm. really exciting for me to dive into the science that is being researched here in terms of soil regeneration and organic farming and um, healthier living through connecting with our environment, um, whether that be going for a walk on a trail or taking some time out in nature to calm, calm your own body, calm your own nervous system. Um, or choosing, being aware of how what we do impacts the earth around us, which then circles back and impacts our own bodies. Um, again, so much science, really heady. Um, but that's it's okay. been, that's, that's what we're sort of diving into. And are we going to be able to translate all of that onto stage? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. But um, I think about my choreography kind of like a soup. And so you, know, you get some onions, you get some, you know, get some undercurves, you throw in a little bit of geological research, you get some information from my dancers. Um, there's a plie in there. And <laughs> just one though. <laughs> right, just one. Um, you know, you let it simmer over time and you, none of those ingredients are distinguishable anymore. Right. But the final product is something that's really interesting. But you'd never be able to pull out what Ariel made or what so-and-so said or this moment of this part of the research because that's not important anymore. But right. the soup, the ultimate soup, the ultimate experience um, that is offered then for consumption, that's cool. I love it. I love it. I just got excited about a piece inspired by horseshoe crabs and stardust. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have people who look at me and be like, oh my God, Jess, really? Again? <laughs> Again? 
<laughs> yes, bring it on. We are stardust. <laughs> I love it. That's beautiful. I've always loved your work. It's always so, what's the word? Pleasant to experience. Like, you know, just. Thank you. Yeah, it's, you always feel better for having experienced it in some way, just even if it's just like your mood shifting. Wow. That's a huge compliment. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you always, I was thinking about like, you know, talking about stardust and like the universe and the way things move. You always um, would enter my my life my day at like just the right moment like that, that I was noticing that was a theme with you especially yeah. at the CEC like um the time that's jumping out to me was it was an etc and I ended up having to work lights and sound and I had just gone through a breakup and I'm sitting there like feeling some kind of way and you just came up to the booth because you knew I was there and you were like, I just wanted to say hi and give you some love. And that was like the exact thing that I needed in that moment. Wow. And you didn't wow. even know you, what you did for me that day. <laughs> Isn't that people are like, yeah, that's really powerful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for remembering that. Of course. Because you are stardust. Because <laughs> we are stardust. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. So if we wanted to find out more about your work, uh, JCWK Dance Lab, um, Horseshoe Crabs and Stardust, um, <laughs> Grade, um, wait, Greater Reading Area. Area Dance Exchange. Exchange. Thank you. I was like, enrichment, enlightenment. Ooh, <laughs> Exchange. Enrichment's a good word. I like that word. <laughs> um, if we wanted to, to find out more, where could we go? Sure. Um, so jcwkdancelab.org is on the World Wide Web for general information and excitement. Um, we are also on Instagram at jcwkdancelab. We are on YouTube. Um, and my dancers who are much cooler than I am have been encouraging me to do more videos and more shorts. And so I'm, we're trying, we're trying, we're going to see what works, throw, throw a bunch of spaghetti at the, uh, the wall and see which algorithm sticks. So there's, there's new stuff on, um, on YouTube and Instagram and we're on Facebook, um, again at JCWK dance lab. Brandy. We, uh, yeah, the Greater Reading Area Dance Exchange has a Facebook page as well. Um, that series also lives on BCTV, uh, their YouTube channel, um, because they are the, the local community broadcast center through which we produce the show. Um, so if you want to see anything about what's happening in Berks County, bctv.org and Greater Reading Area Dance Exchange. Um, both on their website and on YouTube. And we're going to be in Philly in a couple of weeks. Woohoo! Yeah, we're doing a show at the Chi Movement Arts Center on August 6th. Um, and so check out Flowing Forms. We'll be there. And there's, there's a lot of stuff, again, happening in Berks County. Um, in July, we're doing a partnership with the Reading Public Museum and Reading Theater Project. And we will be performing outside in the Arboretum of the Reading Public Museum and taking inspiration from the work that is inside the museum and taking it outside. So art off the walls and that experience. Um, nice. We are also having classes and doing dance for wellness and dance for Parkinson's disease programs throughout Brooks County. So there's mm. a, a lot of stuff that's, that's happening. Okay. And we are going to put all of that in the notes to this episode so that you can uh, follow up on those and, and check out Jessica and her work and, and, and see what she's doing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. So is there any, do you have any parting words for us before we head out? Hmm. 
I just want to express my extreme gratitude to you, uh, to the folks at PhiladelphiaDance.org. But I mean, really, the and the the people in who are in the Philadelphia dance community and who are continuing to do the work, um, because so when I look back, so many people are, are there and doing it and mm. continuing to make it happen and morphing into new experiences. And it's such a joy to see that model and to to have seen it as a young dancer and to continue to see it occurring and people that I've known for years continuing to grow and change and push push dance forward and to know that dance happens. Dance happens and it's not going away. And Pink has a song, Never Gonna Not Dance Again. Um, and that is that is my jam right now because <laughs> yeah things happened and there's no reason not to dance so thank you to you and thank you to the folks in in Philadelphia and the surrounding areas who are continuing to show up for the dance for for the work of the dance because it's hard work but it's so important it's important indeed work. indeed Thank you, Jessica. Thank you, Charles. Thank you. And there is no reason not to dance. That's another shirt. There you go. I might be giving you a little side business. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Jessica Warshall-King, for sitting and chit-chatting with me. It was, uh, as always, a pleasure and a delight. Such a joy. Such a joy to spend some time with you. And thank you so much. Thank you. This has been Dance Talk Radio, brought to you by PhiladelphiaDance.org, your one-stop spot for everything dance in Philly. If you are a dancer in Philly, or if you love a dancer in Philly, you should consider visiting PhiladelphiaDance.org and clicking on the Become a Member button and take advantage of all the fabulous benefits that come from being a member of Dance in Philly. Once again, I'm your host, Charles Tyson Jr. You have a fabulous day.